When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person with Kate Hanley. I'm Kate. I'm a writer, a personal development coach, a yoga teacher, and I'm the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, which was the inspiration for this podcast and which has 401 ways to make a difference in yourself and the world. And I might add, it makes a great graduation gift. This week on the podcast is all about meditation. I mean, is it really that big of a deal? And if it is so great, how do people actually build the habit of doing it regularly? We are covering all those questions and more in all five of this week's episodes. Today, I am talking with Jess Naeem, a Philadelphia meditation teacher who regularly leads full and new moon ceremonies with the online yoga studio Mama's Wellness Joint. Jess has a great way of making things like meditation and visualizing and breath work not only relevant to real life, but also fun. And I am excited to talk with her today. Jess, welcome. It's so great to have you here. Hello. Thank you. Happy to be here. Okay, so let's dive right in. Let's say that you meet someone who finds out that you teach meditation. Okay. And they've never meditated before, but they are clearly intrigued by the idea. What do you tell them about why they might want to try it? I am very curious to hear what basically, what is your sales pitch for meditation? Okay. Yeah. I mean, basically, you can just ask someone if they've ever been stressed. Uh huh. And if they likely answer yes, you can tell them there's a number of tools within themselves that they can use to change their state essentially and feel more grounded and centered. These things can be done on the fly, you know, in your car at a business meeting. Maybe you're having a tough conversation with a partner or a friend. So it's just a really accessible way to live your life, be present, to make sure you're breathing to make sure your brain is balanced and essentially hear yourself and know yourself on a deeper level as well. Ooh, that sounds really good. And it's all, I like that you said that it's all tools within yourself. So I think a lot of times when we're stressed, we think like, where's my bottle of wine or I need to go get a (laughs) massage. And we're not necessarily thinking like, what, what can I bring to this situation? How am I going to help myself out here? So what's your favorite way for someone who has either never meditated before or hasn't done it in such a long time that they're almost a brand new beginner again? How do you get them started? Like, 
they sit down, they close their eyes, and then what? Awesome. Yeah. So my favorite thing is to start with a one minute meditation. And we feel like one minute might not be very long. And that's the beauty of it. Because you can actually really change your state in as little as 60 seconds, one minute. So I usually with new students, we'll just have them set a timer for one minute set an intention for themselves. Maybe they just want to feel better. It can be general. And then I just have them sit for one minute and have them breathe in a slower way than they're currently breathing. So box breathing is a great one where it's four counts in, four counts hold, four counts out, four counts hold out. Or shorter breaths in, longer breaths out is even more relaxing for you. So I usually give them a simple breathing technique and a one minute timer and have them check in before, do the breathing and then check in after. And it can give them this very visceral, real life felt example of what one minute can do. Mm. So that's my that's my first time wreck because it seems to really drive home the impact for people. Quick payoff. Who doesn't love a quick payoff? You know, (laughs) (laughs) we expect results. So (laughs) in 60 seconds, I mean, it's so true though, because once you experience the benefits, then you're, then you're hooked. Exactly. I think when something isn't necessarily experienced, it's a little bit of lip service. You know, we're being so bombarded with health tips and recommendations and it's easy for it all to go kind of in the junk folder in your brain. But if you really have a felt experience, it's something you can draw upon over and over again and, you know, builds a little more trust around something being legitimate. Yeah. I think of it as Bugs Bunny, when Bugs Bunny used to smell like the roasted chicken (laughs) and he would (laughs) start floating towards the roasted chicken kind of a thing. Like you, you experience, you experience the benefit for yourself and then you remember how that felt. And then it's kind of like you're Bugs Bunny (laughs) floating towards the chicken. Totally. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You have to, you have to, um, you know, and even greater tip to kind of like motivation hack hack yourself is to pair it with something you really love. You know, maybe you hold a pretty flower and stare at it while you do do it. Maybe you mm. do it in the bath. Maybe you spray a beautiful scent or oil or something. And the more you can kind of couple it with something that you already know brings you joy, the more you can enhance that positive memory of something. Oh, I love that. And I've got a couple more questions for you right after this quick break. I knew meditation helped with stress and focus and feeling happy, but I wasn't doing it. You know what finally got me meditating again? Headspace. The fact that all I had to do was press play was a godsend. And I can tell a huge difference in my state of mind and in how I interact with my family. I'm feeling a lot closer to the people I love, and Headspace definitely helped. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash Kate. That's headspace.com slash Kate for a free one-month trial 
with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash Kate today. And we're back. Okay, so Jess, what's your advice on building the meditation habit? You you know, all the practical stuff, like you got to find the time and you got to keep yourself consistent. This is honestly something that I struggle with. So I am all ears here. Yeah, totally. I myself struggled with consistency. So I really realized that I needed to start really basic. And that meant with, again, one minute. Mm -hmm. And I committed myself to one minute a day. And it felt achievable for me. I was like, okay, I definitely have one minute. I didn't, at the time, I was such a busybody that I didn't even feel like I had five minutes. So it's like, even if you have to start with 30 seconds, mm-hmm. to, you know, meet yourself where, you, where you're where you at. Find something that feels achievable to you and just put a commitment. Maybe you put it on your calendar. Maybe you have like a little checklist and you get, you feel gratification when you check it off a checklist or a calendar or something. And the more you have an achievable goal that you can achieve and and the more you do that, the more motivation you have, the more pride you have that you're doing something. And it just kind of builds into like this positive association of, oh yeah, my meditation practice. And then from there, you'll notice like after a couple weeks that you've really built a habit. And if you miss a day, you you might miss the practice. Mm. And then from there, if, you know, once you really feel like one minute is like totally achievable, you might notice you're even just like dozing into five minutes just because you want to, because you don't want to break the state. But keeping it small, achievable and consistent would be my first recommendation for sure. And then I would mention using the breathing as, as a tool to just really help rebalance your nervous system so you can really feel that impact in the short amount of time. I love it. I find it so, I don't know, like just thrilling (laughs) that a meditation practice can only be one minute. (laughs) Yeah, I I think we think that we're supposed to be doing it for at least 20 minutes and maybe even twice a day or something. I mean, it already sounds like we're trying to eat an elephant, but, um, Right. There's no law that says you have to meditate for 20 minutes twice twice a day in order to have a very legit practice. So thank you for telling us, reminding us, making it clear that even one minute counts. Yeah, absolutely. What are some things that meditation helps you with in your life that perhaps people don't realize? I think people think they're going to feel calmer or maybe their thoughts are going to quiet down, but what are some of the surprises there? Something that really struck me over time was realizing that what thoughts were mine and what thoughts were actually not mine. Maybe it was Mm -hmm. like a belief that is kind of in the room, or maybe I'm kind of picking something up that isn't totally mine. And the meditation practice gave me the space to really hear myself and then that kind of led me to really notice myself and notice my patterns. You know, how do I feel when I'm in this situation? 
And if something is out of character, I can usually identify that it is out of character and bring curiosity to something like that. I think we think that all of our thoughts are ours, but we're we're so interconnected. And those of us, especially who are very energetically sensitive, you could just be picking up on someone else's energy so that more self-knowing you have and the time you take and the presence you take with yourself, you can really identify when it's yours or not. And then you can, you know, clear your energy, let something go. So I would say that was kind of like a surprise perk I found as someone who can be a bit energetically sensitive. Yeah. So it sounds also too that it's helping you kind of be almost like being able to observe your thoughts as if they were not the truth, (laughs) necessarily the truth, just more like, hmm, look at that. Um, Right. Just that distance can be so helpful so that you don't get yanked around by those thoughts. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite way to meditate? Well, I do a variety of things. Um, Mudras are one of my favorite things to do while I meditate. I studied mudras um, over the past six years and just ancient hand gestures, essentially hand yoga that can activate pressure points in your hands and really move energy in your body and around your body in your energy field. And as someone who couldn't sit still and now can (laughs) effectively say I can sit still, Mudras were a big part of that for me. Even just, you know, you in yoga, gyan mudra, index and thumb together goes a long way. So I use various mudras, but for starters, gyan mudra, index and thumb, slow my breathing down. I do that every day. Sometimes I do it, you know, in the car when I'm just taking a ride. Sometimes I do it at work when I first get there and I want to start my day with presence. Um, Sometimes I just do it before bed so I can really center and fall asleep instead of kind of have that busy mind going. So I don't really have a strict time every day that I meditate, but I will meditate when, when the mood strikes me or if I really want to do something for longer. I like signing up for, you know, online things where you can kind of meditate with other people and feel that energy. Or, you know, when I was traveling a lot, I would go on meditation retreats and things like that. But I'm not too strict with how long I meditate for because I'm just really firmly of the belief that something is something and (laughs) I don't want to beat myself up about it, you know? Hmm. You can't let your stress relief stress you out, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> so, what's something that a listener can do right after this episode is over to crack open the door and start to make their meditation practice real? Yeah, I would say just get on Google and uh, look up some breath techniques. Look into square breathing or different, you know, breathing techniques, and then set a timer for one minute. If you want, put your index and thumb together and just do a one minute 
practice or trial of a breath technique and see how you feel. All right. Now, do you put your index and thumb together on both hands or one hand or how does that work? You can do um, one or the other. Um, something is, is, will make a difference, but I do both because it just feels symmetrical and good. Got it. Great. So Jess, where can folks connect with you and join in on some of your fab new moon and full moon ceremonies, which I have attended and I recommend so highly. They're wonderful. Yeah. So I would say my main form of media right now is Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's J-E-S-S underscore N-A-I-M underscore. And all my stuff is posted on social media, or if you follow Mama's Wellness Joint social media, it's also posted on their Instagram and mailing list. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. This is Kate back with your tiny assignment and just laid it out so simply for us that I'm not going to add to it in any way, shape or form. She told you to go to YouTube pull up a video for a breathing technique. This is especially if you're a newbie and you really want to know what to do, right? Breathing exercises can actually give you something to do that can really help in those early meditation practices. And by the way, you can practice them your entire life. It's not like you ever master breathing and then you're done. You just have to keep doing it. Then set a timer for one minute, do your breathing exercise, and boom, you've meditated. I hope you'll give it a shot and come back tomorrow when I'm continuing to talk about how to make meditation a real and real important part of your life. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you.